Everybody, it's it's Papa's Basement. I'm your host, John Papa Giorgio, and today and for the foreseeable future and possibly in perpetuity, <laughs> if her life doesn't get any better, the, the role of Eva Christian will be played by comedian Molly Heckerling. Yes, I'm the understudy for Eva. <laughs> You've done a bang-up job with your lines. Uh, Thank you. Excited to see what you're going to bring to the role. Oh, I mean, I can't possibly do it better. I can only do it different, so... <laughs> No need to kiss ass on this show. You will make people forget that name of Eva Crickson in seconds. Seconds. Oh, no. You know what's hilarious is I think, you know, the first time I did this show, um, when we were talking about Pen15, there were moments where Eva and I would actually say things in unison because we were just, like, on the same wavelength. So maybe the yeah. difference will be... It was typically, shut the fuck up, John. <laughs> yeah. Hard not to say that in unison. That's, like... <laughs> That was just like the chorus throughout the show. It was great. Yeah, it was was a lovely (laughs) refrain. Um, But yeah, she just had her baby. How is she doing? You know, I I think she's doing great. I I honestly did not even want to bug her with this Mm because she came home like maybe three or four days ago, but she had uh, had the baby. You know, Um, of course, single ghetto mother doing it on her own. She's... (laughs) she's married and she's got her hubby around he has not left yet i know know. not as compelling a story i know i just i wanted her to be doing it for herself and the kid murphy brown in that shit (laughs) yeah like the goodbye girl yes (laughs) she's marcia mason she drinks too much she has a child um and it's very entertaining in a Neil Simon kind of way. Nope, none of that. It's <laughs> just suburban blonde white lady. Just boring, happy families like we never had. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, she she's sober and her hubs is sober and it's Ew. awesome. I know, right? <laughs> what I the know. fuck? I know. Like, really, we need some better material. Fall off the wagon. Sober parents? Who ever heard of such a thing? I, and, uh, honestly, I don't know how they handle it. Of course... To be fair, my dad would not drink, but then, like, hurl in our faces that he didn't drink. And it's just like, wait, you're this angry sober? Right. Yeah, <laughs> like, if you're going to be a dry drunk, I'd prefer you after a few beers. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if he was actually dry drunk. He was just, a, he was just Greek. <laughs> like, from, from Crete, like the Sicily of Greece. Like, just, just temper, man. Holy shit, that temper. Oh, my God. Yeah, the way you describe it. I'm like, I'm, I'm imagining Ernie Kovacs as like the Greek chef, but then I'm like, no, he was drunk the whole time and he seemed pretty happy. So that's yeah. not that's yeah. just that's the fair. raging stereotype that leaps to mind. Yeah, no, <laughs> just soaps, but uh, quick to one of my enduring memories is us, uh, him taking us to the museums in D.C., Mm-hmm. and a man cutting us off and him grabbing a rock that we had collected earlier in the day mm-hmm. and getting out of the vehicle and oh my God. grabbing this man by a scruff. And he was a petite hippie man. And my dad is just like this, you know, burly, upper body, blue collar kind of guy. Yeah. And like, he just pulled him halfway out of the car and we're like begging him, like, don't kill him, daddy. <laughs> and he didn't. <laughs> in his in his infinite mercy yeah he didn't and then we just drove home and somehow acted like that was a day at the museums that's how that works see that was that must have been so traumatizing for you but that's so hilarious for me to hear about i you know it's one of those things where just it was so considered the norm like where it was mm-hmm. kind of like you know my mom might have been like oh he got a little out of line today 
Right. And you look back and it's like we were pleading for my father to not murder a hippie with a rock so that he wouldn't go to prison. Right. And I'm imagining that this is like 1987 by way of 1969 or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, about 88, something like that. You know, I was I was in the day glow shorts. I remember this. Yeah. Um yeah, it just feels like such a mishmash of time periods. I think that's hilarious. My grandpa was kind of like that, you know, where it's like once the rage switch gets flipped, mm-hmm. you're like, you're driving over medians on the highway. Yeah, there's just a disconnect. And <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had it and I've learned to deal with it because mm. there's a lot more cameras around these days. <laughs> <laughs> that's smart yeah exactly Sensitive. like you know what my dad pulled he would have been on cell phone cameras and speed cameras and whatever else and he might he, as well have killed the guy at that point he would have been an internet celebrity but yeah. like in a bad way like just yeah cinnamon just... toast shrimp tail guy. <laughs> oh god that that story uh did that did we ever get to the bottom of cinnamon toast shrimp crunch guy i think it was like one of those situations where it was like much darker than we ever thought it was on he the was surface. yeah like it was like two days in we learned he was a fraud and then he was like married to topanga from boy meets world <laughs> and then he was like something. an abusive asshole or yeah something. of course yeah I, pulled I think... a hippie out of a car window and tried to beat him with a rock in front of his greek children <laughs> And his dumbass Greek American wife who just went, Oh, that's silly. That's just what he does. Knock it off. We've got pastizza to eat at home. What was your mom like? I mean, she was probably screeching the most because that would have involved her getting out of the house to earn a paycheck had he gone away. I love how this podcast is immediately turned into like a therapy session. It always does. Well, we God, we haven't. I haven't recorded in like a month. You haven't been on in several months at this point. I haven't. I've done a smattering of podcasts here and there, but it's all just such a grab bag that you know. Yeah, um, it's it's okay. You've slept around a little. I forgive it. Um, I, I've I've slept around the audio world a little bit, and I've gotten podcast herpes and. <laughs> Now I'm questioning all my life decisions, and it's it's comforting to know that no one's really listening. No, not really. I, I'm going to, like, one of my 2022 vows is to actually try to take this seriously and monetize it, because it's like the my, my day gig of being a locksmith has been going very well, but it's like, you know what also would be better? Not doing this. <laughs> Did you say locksmith? I, I own a locksmith company. I'm a one-man locksmith outfit. That That's is, fucking awesome. That is my day job, yes. See, um, if I had those skills, I'd be doing, like, you know the Israelis in Palestine where they just, like, show up in your house and they're like, this is my house now? But you can do that because you can actually change the locks. I can, yes. And yeah. then I, I, I do the Captain Phillips bit, like the Somali pirate. I'm like, look at me. Look at look me. At me. <laughs> It's my dog now. And then I hold their pet up to the window. Yeah. This is my family-sized bag of Doritos now. Sometimes I just take the whole family. I just lock out the dad and he doesn't have a rock to reclaim things with. (laughs) Nice. There you go. I guess that's what separates the men from the boys is just having a big rock. The willingness to murder someone with the (laughs) bluntest of instruments. You know, it's like, I want to say how far we've come, but we really haven't come that far as a species. At the the end of the day, like a a ripped forearm tearing you from your car as another (laughs) muscular forearm clutches a rock (laughs) inches from your temple will put the fear of God in you. Mm. Squeeze Squeeze a sir or two out of your mouth. Right. 
Uh, uh, yeah. Good so, times. Yeah. It, it, I, sure. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, the days where men were men and women were Nancy Reagan-ish and just gave really banging head to everybody. Wait, um, there was an era where that was <laughs> calling did you was... Did you hear the Nancy Reagan story? I did. I have tapped out on the news a lot lately because it was just... You know, it, like for so many years it was Trump and I'm like, I want to fucking kill myself. Fuck this guy. Mm-hmm. And then like Biden got in and I'm like, oh, th- oh th- thank God. And then it just became like, what, cinema and mansion holding everything up and nothing's going to get done. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I, I'm just going to show up and get vaccinated and vote Democrat and the rest of it. I don't fucking care. I'll, I'll read about the NFL. There, there you go. <laughs> He's like, just so, stop expecting anything to change and fall in line. Yeah, exactly. Just, and... just want to kill yourself every day. Yeah, I, like I the just, rest of us. I, yeah, I couldn't take it. I, I'm just, I'm done. And it's like, whatever variant is out lately. I'm like, I got boosted. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I, I just don't care. I, I need to live life, and it was bumming me the fuck out. <laughs> so yes, I will tune in for five minutes. I believe there was a tornado in Kentucky or something like that, <laughs> that killed a uh, hundred people. That's terrible. Right. And I don't know what else to say to that. You know, I'll donate twenty bucks to the Red Cross, and that's. All you need to do, I guess. I don't it, fucking know what to say. Yeah, I mean, it is a little overwhelming in like a schizophrenic way every time you log on, where it's just like every strain of awfulness coming at you to the point where you're just like, this simulation sucks. Yeah, I, you're at a certain point. It's like, what did we do? Like, why? Yeah. I, as I like to say, how many Hitlers was I in a past life? You know, it's like. <laughs> The quantum, the quantum potentiality yes. of being all the Hitlers. All the Hitlers. <laughs> Good Hitler. <laughs> the successful artist Hitler. I was going to say, the one that stuck with it. Yeah. And, and learned to paint the human hand. Yeah, not the one who got angry at his Jewish art dealer for not selling his painting. <laughs> It'd be great if like that guy was just taking too much of a cut and that was the real complaint. Yeah. Adolf, come on. I can't do it. You gave him four <laughs> fingers like the Simpsons. <laughs> what is Simpsons? It'll, it'll make sense though. <laughs> yes, I'm sure in, in some quantum eventuality, that world is out there where Hitler and his art dealer are arguing about the Simpsons. Yeah. And that's why the Holocaust started. Um, <laughs> are we not living that one? Is that, we, did I sleep like, through class? it's all too much it's all too much to keep up with no but the nancy reagan thing getting back to that because that actually is hilarious yeah it is this is blowjob talk (laughs) back to what matters yes how dare you make me digress from blowjobs i'm trying to tell you what matters okay back Um, on the blowjob freeway so nancy reagan oh no no let me back it up okay so ben shapiro's sister Oh, um, with the huge jugs? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, does she have huge jugs? I don't know. I'm okay. just imagining Ben Shapiro in a wig. Yeah, so am I, and I'm fully aroused, though, because um, he's five foot nothing. I, I know very little about him. He seems like a human gnat. He's a um, spinner. Yeah, he's such a spinner. Oh, my God. He would be such a hit in prison. Yeah. Like, they would put a little Kool-Aid on his cheeks and his lips and go to he'd, town. He'd be holding on to the bandana hanging out of someone's back pocket. <laughs> he'd, he'd be a very good person. We're going steady. He gave yeah. me a bandana. Uh, there, every so often, back in the day, there were some images of uh, a woman, just this, like, brunette, 
like fair skinned brunette with absolutely obscene breasts. And people were like, yeah, this is Ben Shapiro's sister. And it's like, I sure, I want to believe this. And I think it might have actually been the case. That's hilarious like, because she's I, a I, opera singer with huge tits. Oh, really? I think so. I could be wrong. So funny. Maybe her diaphragm's in her boobs. Yes. Um, no, no, I was like so Paparazzi. No, his was in his balls. <laughs> was huge, but only one. Yeah. <laughs> if there was normal size. One huge ball. Um, no, okay, so that if that is her, that's even more hilarious because she, I guess, tweeted something mean about Madonna. Madonna, like, posted some sexy photo, and then Ben Shapiro's sister shared it, being like, she she shared it next to a photo of Nancy Reagan being like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, these two women are 60 and this one's making a spectacle of herself. And, you know, Nancy Reagan's what we should all strive to be like when we are, you know, older, mm-hmm. um, you know, the epitome of class, blah, blah, blah. So like <laughs> Full then, of Ronald Reagan semen. Yeah. yeah. Well, since someone dug up excerpts from like a memoir or an interview that Nancy Reagan wrote or, you know, gave. Um, where she was talking about how she she was priding herself on giving really exceptional head and talking oh, about how she used to just go around the MGM lot blowing everybody. Oh, okay. So like back in the day, I right? Say like that's how we beat Gorbachev. I mean, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like that's how he got the stain. Yeah. Um, it was a period stain of hers. She was, <laughs> they were 69ing. He and... was so into it. He never washed his head again. <laughs> yeah, she was that good. Um, I mean, and now every woman on, on Twitter is, you know, having insecurity issues about whether or not their blowjobs are as good as Nancy Reagan's. Um, which yeah. I, you know, I give good head and I'm like, you know, I, I, why should I compare myself to Nancy Reagan just because she made herself more available? Um, but <laughs> you're, you're exclusive with the clientele. <laughs> but you see, that's how you get to be first lady. <laughs> Just blow enough people yeah. over MGM. You have to be ambitious. I thought it's how you got to be Chris Pratt, but <laughs> everyone networks in different ways. Yes, I you know I don't know how good of head Chris Pratt gives. I uh, I think really good head. Really, he seems more like a taker than a giver. That could be true. Like maybe when he was fat Andy. Oh yeah. Like he really sucked a mean cock and then he got the abs and then he was like, My time to give is done, now I take. Right. I take, I tap you on the head when I'm done. Yeah. Um <laughs> I like how he has to give the signal, like the mouthful of cum. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, We're done. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, maybe that's how he lets you know to brace for it. Ah, uh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> like you know how the light at a crosswalk like clicks a few times to yeah. let the blind people know that it's gonna change. I I cross my arms like genie about to grant a wish. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, I just I I look like Shazam. I just cross my arms and I'm like, mmm, and I nod. <laughs> That's sort of like Barbara Eden on I Dream of Genie. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, good time. So yeah, the Nancy Reagan head thing is like the thing I was most abreast of for like current events over the past. Nice. <laughs> That's awful. And and sweeping climate change and tornadoes killing people and blah 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 blah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, that's not as hilarious. Is there is there anything we can do like super quick to fix all the climate stuff? Because if not, I'm frankly bored. Um there's a lot of carbon capture technology, mm-hmm. but I think that personally We're mostly just dead, right? 
What? We're mostly just dead. We're right? mostly just dead. Okay, good. Um, I've I took my pandemic time to dick around and do a bunch of writing that no one gives a shit about, but I also started reading a bunch of research papers. Um, uh, I'm sorry. Very, very incorrect. We all loved your children's book series. The kids are all dead. The kids are all dead. Yes. It's sort of like go the fuck to sleep, except just fuck off and die. <laughs> go the fuck to sleep forever. Yeah. Do you know that book? Uh, this The one that's like narrated by Sam Jackson, yes. the audio version. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's very sweet. Very Mother Goosey. Anyway. Yeah. On the I also change, loved his Everybody Poops Motherfucker. Everybody, I didn't read that one. <laughs> See, I'm not as well read as you. Yeah, sorry. I, I'm just abreast of all the kids' books. And right. You're able to tell me that Nancy sucked the mean cock. Well, I mean, I have to have something to offer the conversation. I mean, I was. Um, yeah. On, on the climate change front, we're probably fucked. We could do like methane absorption with zeolites and stuff, but frankly, I don't see us mobilizing on anything quickly enough to. So, fuck it. Um, but, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, you know, can curse at us in his dulcet tones as we all, um, die. And that'll be amazing. And he doesn't care because one time Nancy Reagan 69 on his bald head. (laughs) Yeah. But we can't see it because he's that dark. (laughs) We can't see it because, you know, he, uh, he washed it all off and then burnt off the top layer of his scalp. (laughs) He got a dermabrasion. Yeah. He actually um, had hair before that incident. Oh he went that deep with the de-skinning. <laughs> right. That's why it won't ever grow back. Yeah. Um, I just love it. The dare to say no woman is actually the, like, fucking say yes to everybody. Cocksucker <laughs> yeah. lady. I like that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway, are you doing shows? Uh, I, so, I haven't done stand-up in forever. Like I've just kind of tapped out on that front for a while, but I've I've kind of pushed ahead on the the improv front in DC, okay. and that's uh, that's kind of been how I've spent the the last couple of months and kind of dovetails into especially the the past month. I've been out of the home. Like I, mm-hmm. this is a rare episode where <laughs> I'm not the person living with their parents in the episode because right, you're you're. In the the Heckerling compound, right? With oh Bobby my God! And, yes, and like, all, yes. Compound. It's a you know, yeah. It's a it's a commune. It's a it's a wild time full of Jewish estrogen and <laughs> and floppy titties and and socialist ideology. And Jason. Jason. <laughs> and all the magic cards. <laughs> yes, Jason's applying the floppy titties. Jason's uh, the socialist ideology. <laughs> That was my second guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, so what? You think you're too good for me now? <laughs> I, because of the floppy titties and stand Because of the not living with your parents? Oh, uh, well, Mr. Leaving the house and having a life? Well, this dream will be coming to an end tomorrow as I go back to an even more hoarded house. But no. I, do get, I do get to see my cats again. Um yeah, I I can I can catch you up on my last month and then kind of the arc of my improv overall. But uh, mm-hmm. my my good friend Dawn, whom I met years ago through improv, mm-hmm. her mother was having a, a health issue out in Arizona, 
And she was like, hey, uh, would you mind going to my apartment, my baller right outside D.C. luxury condo Mm -hmm. and staying there for a month to keep my cat company? Oh, my God. (laughs) And she's like, I don't even want to burden you with his twice a day insulin injections. Oh, my God. So someone is coming in to get this tub of crap tuxedo cat named Mason. Uh, Someone is coming in twice a day to give him shots. And, you know, even feed him and shit. Like, literally, I need you there as companionship. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can do this. I can handle this. <laughs> and I don't know how long you've been in your current situation, but the inertia for me has been pretty effing strong in terms of just like, you know what? I am somehow horribly enough comfortable here. Right. Like, I know I could get out of the house, but I, I'm trying to remember the guy's name in Shawshank when he finally leaves prison and, like, hangs himself, like, two days later. <laughs> like, you can get used to a certain kind of pain. And, like, that's what you're comfortable with. Right. And in some way, shape, or form, as I've spent the majority of the prior decade at home, I was like, this is okay. Even though I was just negating life, in essence. Like, I've just let my 30s flush down the toilet. Right. I was like, this this is what I know. And it's got my cats, so that's okay. <laughs> that's so funny. The same thing happened to a friend of mine. And I think the cats were, like, a huge motivator for her not... She still lives with her parents. And the mm-hmm. cats are, like, a huge part of why she won't leave because she's yes. got like five fucking cats yeah and... and you point to them almost like you're fucking children you're like they'd, yeah. they'd be crushed if i left yes well i mean they'd be crushed if you left but also you know if there's someone there giving them food they'll cheat on you they'll um, exactly yeah so and... you know at a certain point you have to choose yourself over the cats i think yeah and um... and i've uh so i've been here I don't think I've recorded the entire time I've been here. So it's probably been like a month since our last episode. Oh, shit. And we very much need to pick up the pace, by which I mean, Molly, I am going to be bothering you very frequently now if you will have me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) If you'll take me as your podcast husband. Look. Oh, this is so sudden. (laughs) I know. I know. Look, I'll, I'll, you can, you can whore around. I'll be a pod cuck (laughs) as long as. As long as you come back and take an STD test. Uh, Is it too late to rename the show Podcast? Podcast, yeah. Uh, no, it's not. We, <laughs> we, the sky is the limit, kid. I mean, I do like Papa's Basement because it sounds like something I would be chained up in. <laughs> yes. Podcast. Yeah. 2022 rebrand. Yeah, the Podcast. No, I've, uh, I have been in this luxury apartment for like a month now and the first week or so i'm like i don't see the big deal and like by week three i was going into the city almost nightly and having people over and just like i will kill myself before i exit here nice Uh, yes (laughs) i mean yeah i could see that i mean it's like that taste of independence is really nice it's it's fantastic like i cannot the amount of i guess there was like 10 years worth of maturing that i kind of hadn't done Mm. that that has all like bubbled out like i had a a quick fling that exploded (laughs) horribly and we'll we'll get into that one another time is this with the evil redhead (laughs) 
I don't know if we can call her that. We'll get into the details of that one. We we have patched things up. That's for a DM session. Yeah, that's for a DM sesh. No, this is for a, a double double DM sesh. This is like DMs within DMs. No, oh, no, no. We can, uh, we can. Yeah, we'll we'll get to the other thing in a second. But uh, no, you know, I it was great too because it's the same woman who <laughs> came over uh, to take care of the cat the mm-hmm. entire time, and I want to say the first three or four nights. She would come in here at like 8 p.m. And I keep for I kept forgetting that's when she was coming. And I would have I, admittedly, like, I think almost all of them were just friends and stuff. But there was like a new woman here every night. She must have thought I was like fucking ass. It was, I, it was I was expecting you to say that, like, I'd forget she would come. She'd open the door. I'd up <laughs> yeah. in coconut oil. Yeah, make exactly, it on the couch. yeah. And I'm masturbating in my pirate outfit. And just, Katie Cates is there. Your, yeah. Doing, what was it? <laughs> I'm masturbating in my pirate outfit. Phoebe Cates comes in in a red bikini. Yeah. <laughs> just like a typical Tuesday night. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, okay, yeah. so then what? So I, I just, the amount of things that I've crammed into this month were fantastic. I, speaking of that, the individual you named, and we can get into that in a second, but mm-hmm. I actually told someone, this is horrific, but at the age of 40, for the first time, I was just like, I need to tell you something. I, I like you. Like I have started, like I have never in forty years said that to someone. You mean like, like in middle school, where it's like I like like you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I, I guess we'll we'll get into the details of that then. Like the the local theater here, mm-hmm. the Washington Improv Theater, yeah. uh, reopened to like in person classes in July. Okay, and I was like feeling good about myself at that point. I had probably shaved oh my god off of my all-time high I was probably (laughs) already down like 35 pounds or something like that okay because like at the end of 2019 I had larded my way up to 270 (laughs) and I was just like I am going to fucking die like there is no (laughs) stopping this train I clearly have problems and I will croak Mm -hmm. and I might be one of the only people that like during pandemic I just started walking a bunch Nice. And then I found Noom, and while I refused to pay for it beyond a certain point, like, I wanted to, actually. I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? I like your program. I want to pay for it. And it already had a couple months of my weight loss data in it, and they're like, well, if you, like, re-up, we're actually going to have to delete that. And I was like, no, fuck you. I like seeing every data point. Right. Yeah, I need the validation. Yes, I need to see that little line going down, 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 or mm-hmm. even as it has for the past month, because it's <laughs> fucking Thanksgiving and cakes everywhere time. But, uh, you know, I go to this class. Uh, my previous theater had shut down even before COVID. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was very, I don't know, life-affirming. Not mm-hmm. to sound like the opposite of my father clutching a hippie, <laughs> begging for his life. But it was great. And mm-hmm. in, the, in the middle of that, there was a, a couple weeks in. I was like, oh, there's like this woman in the class that I seem to have a warm energy with. There's, there's possibly something there. Like we... We started off, I, I really hadn't noticed her before, but there was like a mirroring exercise we had to do mm-hmm. where it's like you just stare in each other's eyes for like minutes on end while trying to mimic each other. And it's like I later learned this is like something they do in therapy to make like 
couples that fucking hate each other fall in love all over again. Yeah, to me, this sounds like one of those like overly intimate acting exercises that just makes everyone in the troupe want to fuck. Because <laughs> like actors are so touchy feeling and i'm like no wonder you guys are just sitting there staring into each other's eyes <laughs> falling in love what's wrong with i know <laughs> i guess this was like my first rodeo with this shit because i'm a locksmith <laughs> so you know i walked out of that class like huh, huh you don't say all right mm-hmm. and i'm uh, in love with five people now what yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> one of them's a woman this is great <laughs> um yeah, so like as the the weeks went on, I was just we we would talk sometimes during class and there definitely seemed to be like a warm energy and we would talk like I I found her on Facebook and we chatted there a bunch and mm-hmm. it just seemed like shit was kind of going along and I didn't say crap because I kind of learned like, you know, fucking whatever, pillory me for this, but she turned out to be a decent chunk younger. Okay. Like she was she's 20 now 26, but was like 25. And I'm right. fucking 40. And I get it. But my goddamn dad was like nine years older than my mom. So I've got like a skewed sense of like what's like fucking crazy old. Like right. I want to say like my grandpa on my mom's side was something like 17 years older, 19 years old. It was like way, way older. There's always like a, you know, an acceptable age difference. Like not ex- I don't mean like acceptable like other ones aren't acceptable I just mean like a generally accepted by society a yeah. gap between men and women that like if it's not beyond 15 years like people don't even notice oh god I'm so happy to hear that 15 <laughs> like, I was gonna say 10 but yeah. maybe because like men take 15 extra years to actually mature into Thank human you. beings Thank so like you. by the time a woman's like 1822 she's like okay i'm an adult woman like i'm ready for a man and only the guys that are like 45 50 are like i'm mature and then yes. the women are all like oh fuck yeah exactly <laughs> oh god gray pubes and like a half hard cock yeah yeah so it's like either you're you know dating up or you're just going to accept that you're going to spend 12 years dating like childlike assholes who are cute but it's like oh you're a baby it's, it's <laughs> so funny because i will have brushes with and i think back to my own self but i'll have brushes with guys in their 20s and i'm just like who on the face of god's green earth would ever fuck you i mean it's like they're 12 and it's just like oh that's adorable yeah your mommy (laughs) yeah exactly it's you gross like fuck up pig boy with a little facial hair scruff you know it's just like Oh, they're so gross. They are so gross. And don't get me wrong. I'm not You're saying... not just bitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But also, um, yeah, I just, I get that vibe. And don't get me wrong. I'm not like completely predatory. Like I'm around again, younger women as well. And you're like, okay, there's, there's a lot of talking about shit I don't fucking care about. Like, right. but at least you get the sense that socially, they are someone who's thought about it a lot. A, a friend of mine, Kelly, mm. once put it best. Like, Kelly, I guess, really developed early. And I was like, why are women, like, so ahead of the curve when it comes to this shit? And she's like, yeah. dude, I had tits when I was 10. It yeah. was sink or swim. You know what I like? Yeah, it's like you have to learn how to navigate all these adult situations really quickly yeah. because all of a sudden you're 13 years. I was that way, too. It's like you're 13 years old and you're in it already. Yes, um, exactly. Yeah, we don't we don't ogle Molly enough on this show, but yes, you are a redhead with like giant jugs. So. They're not giants. 
I mean, not so much anymore because I lost some weight. Now I'm like, oh, man, I'm either going to have to, like, get titty surgery or put on weight. And both of those things sound awful. Is that what they call it in New York? A titty surgery? (laughs) Titty surgery. (laughs) Yeah. I was looking up the ones where they, like, woolly willy your butt (laughs) back to different places. Look, I, uh, I'm looking for the best titty doctor in Brooklyn. Yes. Certified titty man. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so I, I was really enjoying this class. I was, I was getting tons of positive feedback in general. Like, mm-hmm. I, after coming out of a class, uh, a school that was, like, kind of really extremely hardcore and there weren't really audiences and it was run by this one guy. He's been on the show a ton, Sean. Okay. But, like, it just wasn't like a it was like a more of a black box kind of small thing people weren't really coming through there it wasn't theater theater feeling mm-hmm. whereas this felt like a theater you know okay. like, and I was also networking more than I kind of ever did at Sean's so I was interacting with other people and they're like holy god you're funny as fuck which again if Sean is listening to this which I'm sure he isn't but you know kudos to your training sir you know what I mean? Like, you done good. I apparently was getting a lot of positive feedback. So I'm just really feeling good. I'm like, there seems to be this attractive woman, you know, and there's like a will they, won't they tension. And yes, fuck, I'm an old ghoul and I get it. But still, you know, like. <laughs> you don't give off old ghoul vibes. You, I you still yeah, have I like see... a sort of mid-30s, I'm figuring my shit out kind of yeah, situation. I, and I was told that by this person. She's like, you definitely don't feel 40. And I'm like, yes, I am very unaccomplished in life. You're welcome. You know? like, <laughs> Having no adult responsibilities keeps you young. Yeah, exactly. Like, I've sat at home for 10 years hoarding money like a troll <laughs> under a bridge. So. And just moisturizing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it, no, I, it pretty much is somehow the, the Greek genes have kept me young looking and even though I'm gray yeah. so that part sucks like that's a bit of a dead giveaway <laughs> but uh, I like to there's a there's a little pop-up ad that will appear every so often and it's like uh, here are like you know men's body types through the ages and they show like the 45 year old guy who's still just like ripped with like a huge bulge <laughs> and abs but he's just got like gray hair and i'm like yes yes that's me i'm still the sexy daddy type. Yes. Yes. you're definitely the jack lolaine <laughs> <laughs> every time i hear that name i were you a big king of the hill person yes oh my god i think of con <laughs> saying jack lolaine but it's in that laotian accent well, that to like look it up because most of my knowledge comes from like researching <laughs> cartoon jokes yeah, I know, right? because like all those writers went to harvard and are actually I... way smarter than any teacher you ever had yes so like you know yeah um... I, I cannot tell you what percentage of my overall adult knowledge was like yeah figuring out simpsons crap as a kid Right, yeah. I had the Simpsons family guy in the dictionary of cultural literacy <laughs> flipping around the page. It was just that and war and peace for me. Yeah. So I I we we do our level four class and by the end of this level four thing, I'm like I I don't know like fuck man, I had like a, a crush. I don't know how to describe like I'm not in work situations with people mm-hmm. regularly, you know, like I'm a locksmith. I go to the same site occasionally. But it's not like being in an office where you see someone day in, day out. Like, I worked in radio up until I was like 30, 31, but I cannot tell you how much of radio is just a bunch of fat, gross DJ men. 
So there like, was no work wife situation in the radio station. No, no. Again, just like prison style, like you okay. know, getting, getting a <laughs> you... red bandana shoved in my mouth, and, yeah. <laughs> shoved in your mouth while someone stuck a thumb in your ass. <laughs> read the weather to thousands yeah. of listeners. Yeah, listen to this lovemaking you're describing. <laughs> such a such a passionate soul, Molly. I'm a, I'm a romantic. What can I say? <laughs> I love Nora Ephron, <laughs> <laughs> and it shows. <laughs> Um, so you are like, you're on top of the world. You're feeling yourself. You're having this sort of Allie McBeal ish. Will they, won't they situation in my own head? I was, mm-hmm. you know, like in my own head. you're like... Callista Flockhart. You're finally out there on your own again. Yeah. In my, in my head. I was like, this is just, it's amazing. You get your yeah. fat ass in shape and you go to the right theater and you get, you hear you're funny and mm-hmm. a cute girl likes you fucking, where does it go wrong? And it does. Mm-hmm. and i'll tell you where um so we we then join up and you know she she's like you better be doing level five with me the final level the the oh herald as it's called like this a, the... sounds like such a cult every time oh, i hear about yeah. improv classes i'm sorry oh no it's um, just yeah they all have this structured tier system and yeah whatever anyway okay yeah yeah, she's like are you gonna do level five yeah what am i for 300 bucks what am i gonna do buy another nintendo switch buy bang a hooker do this i I mean yeah i would just buy drugs with it but i'm an idiot i'm an idiot so like you know ah god we has gotten so expensive though it's not when i was a kid and like fucking 300 bucks would get you a qp i mean admittedly (laughs) dog shit weed but still it was still just like two pillowcases that's what i used to like move a lot like in 90 like the mid to late 90s when i would buy and sell and like i cannot wrap my head around handing someone 300 dollars and like you said not getting a medicine ball handed back to me Okay, so Im- so improv is the new weed. Yeah, um, improv is my new weed. Okay, and... so she's asking if you're going to do the next level with her, and then what happens? And then, like, it just, I don't know if I waited too long, or if just in general this was not a thing, but, like, it, I got a little too in my head about things. And again, I did not want to say shit because i'm like well fuck you're old as hell there's a weird uncertainty here and you know like it's one of those deals where even if someone is giving you signals like if i misread them which i apparently did but especially like maybe i make an overture and then it's like no this fucking sucks p.s everybody the old four-year-old fuck just asked me out in class. And, you know, like, suddenly it's like, oh, shit, this piece of shit is just trying to, you know, use improv as a goddamn key party. Mm. Um, which I, to, I, this is the first person I've ever, you know, done improv with where I was like, oh, fucking hey, this is amazing. I, I, I really like her, you know, like, and you can attest to this. I, for the, this chunk of time, like, I won't shut the fuck up about trying to read signals and things that are said to me. Yeah, you're like, not a creepy force myself on people kind of guy. No, and, like, um, and and you and I don't DM a ton, at least about this kind of like weirdly personal shit. No, no, and, it's usually Simpsons fucking memes and 
bullshit. Yeah, and just, you know, like, hey, we both want to still kill ourselves, right? Yep, I okay. mean, yeah. Check in I mean, a and week, that's you know? romantic in a different way, but, like, yeah, exactly. I get it. It's yeah. the suicide pact without the follow-through. It's, <laughs> it's the will more they, the, like, they. if Lucy fell, but, you know, but no Ricky love, pushed. just suicide. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, so but even, she... I was babbling even to you about this shit. <laughs> It's okay. This is this is part of the healing podcasting process. Yeah. Um, um, so, so she rebuffed. Is that what happened? Well, okay. So what <laughs> happens is Thanksgiving, like we have the end of our second class. Mm-hmm. And we we immediately go to like practicing together. Yeah. After that, like as a group, like the this happens with a lot of improv things. Like you go, you come through the ranks together mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, we're going to stay friends forever. And you do like you try to keep the the class the the structure the weekly practices or biweekly or whatever the fuck you agree to, mm-hmm. and like within a two three month period, most of the people have drifted away, and a couple of the diehards stick around, and that's that. It's just no. sad reality <laughs> of this shit. So we start doing the practices immediately. So again, I can kick the can because then it's like, well, I still don't know. I just fucking say anything. But at this point, like, I've gotten weird around her, like, weirdly quiet, because I'm just like, I think this window has closed, and I don't really know what the fuck happened. But then it becomes this weird fucking feedback loop Uh, where you're wonky around someone, so they're wonky back to you, and then you're just like, oh, shit, they hate me, and they're probably thinking, he fucking hates me, too. Uh And uh, this, this... takes place for a bit and then uh, she hits me up over like a week before thanksgiving she's like hey are you going to be in town thanksgiving like i'd like to get together and chill okay and i'm just like oh fucking thank god you know like i'm like the dude in the desert with it and he finally sees oasis right right and i'm like yes yes i would Yes, Please. I love Oasis. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Fuck yes. Anytime. Like way better than Coldplay. Yeah. <laughs> Those fighting dirty Gallagher brothers. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> so then okay, so then did you you chilled over the holiday? I did not. Fuck. What happened? I did not. So what? here's here's where it all starts to really go off the rails. Uh-huh. And I'm not I'm not going to impugn anyone here because, you know, we've we've all got stories to tell and I'm the one who's got the podcast to babble about. <laughs> You're clearly the one in a position of power. Yeah. <laughs> with my As the 40-year-old guy with a podcast. Yes. Look, I don't like to lord this over people, but I'm, I'm a kingmaker, <laughs> all right? <laughs> uh, one of these days, I'll, I'll get around to making myself king, but yes. <laughs> so... She says that, and I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" And again, just it's like relief. I'm yeah. just like, "Oh yes, load load off my mind. This might actually happen." Mm-hmm. And then the next day, like, because she had mentioned, I'm not going home because I actually have to move. Like, I've got this weird ten day window where I'm moving to one property before I move to another because how oh. the lease has worked out, oh. which sounds like miserable, right? And I'm like, "Ah oh, shit." You know, so she's like, yeah, I'm staying here. You know, I guess, like, it's implied my friends are gone. So blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, dude, I, fuck, I'll just be here alone in this apartment. <laughs> like, she loves cats. I've got this disgusting diarrhea. Yeah. In, like, I, fucking Molly, this cat 
with the he's, little tuxedo thing. You cut the sentence off, but like I have this disgusting diarrhea. The cat diarrhea. <laughs> I'm texting her while on the bowl. Right. Like, look, I need someone to wipe me. I, my yeah. arms are too sore. Why don't you just stay here and bring fluids? Yeah. <laughs> look, I just dump a brat diet care pack off at the door. I'll give you the apartment number. So, uh, no, I had this damn tuxedo cat. I didn't get into the details of his maladies, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) he has this little automated, it's called the litter robot. Mm -hmm. It's like this $500 automated litter box because my friend has uh, really jacked up knees. Like she's torn her ACLs like so many times. So she's like, you know, I'm just thinking ahead. Uh, This way I don't have to get up and like scoop his crap out every five seconds. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he goes into this little thing. It looks like the the Death Star, yeah. But like like it has like a little Eye of Sauron opening. I've actually too. seen I've seen what you're talking about because um, <laughs> Seth MacFarlane posted. He's got the fancy fucking shit box for his cat. Yeah, and it's like you know looks like the fucking spaceship of tomorrow or something. <laughs> yes, that is exactly or like a helmet from Spaceballs. Yeah, like yeah. Something. So. <laughs> This guy, maybe five, six times a day between his new wet food diet and the insulin, will hop Mm. in there. Mm. And it sounds like someone trying to get, like, the last mustard out of the bottle at a barbecue. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, immediately will just fill my mouth. Oh, no. Not the actual feces, the smell. (laughs) No, I know what you mean. No, I built a... But, like, your your poetry is spot on today. Yeah, it's just, like, I hear that, and I know I have, like, ten seconds to light his dump candle, as I call Mm -hmm. it. There's a scented candle nearby. Yeah. And then, like, completely hose it with Febreze. Right. And I can either do that or just run to the other room and let nature take its course for, like, I'm not joking, 20 to 30 minutes. Right. Before that stink clears out. It's just horrific. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I'm like, cool. I cannot wait to host you at this dirty, crap, you know, <laughs> diarrhea dumping. And, like, I don't know what's wrong with me. But, mm-hmm. like, I've never, maybe it's just the lack of confidence in my body or whatever i've never been like yeah well any of my clients but i was like yeah i'm gonna get someone over and we're gonna screw and shit like i'm literally like how fucking great would it be to just eat dog shit food and sit under a blanket and watch tv oh that's sweet yeah like that's all i fucking want yeah maybe like an awkward kiss at the end of the night (laughs) like that's to me that's that that's it yeah, I know like, what you mean. I've never been one of those people who was like, yeah, I've got it going on. And I, I can afford yeah. this over people. Like, I would need a much larger penis that functioned much better. We'll put it that way. I would need to not have been a ginger and not have been, like, chunky as a kid and to not have been abandoned emotionally by both my parents. <laughs> do you, now, do you view being a ginger? Because uh, the person in question is very much in your boat. Do you view that as, like... A negative, because I can only assume maybe you did get some shit for it, but now that you're older, a lot of people who are into it appreciate it. I don't know. What is the deal there? It's um, it's something that you, like, it wasn't something that I got, like, 
exponentially more shit for growing up. Mm-hmm. Like I was ostracized by uh my peers in elementary school, but not because I was a ginger, just because yeah. I was like weird. Oh um, yeah, I just wanted to hear it was anti-Semitism. And probably but... that too. I mean, you know, it's like there were lots of half Jewish girls who like their fathers were probably the rich producers and their moms were like the Shiksa trophy wives. So like yes. they're all cute and blonde with small noses, and then there I am. <laughs> Poking holes in my Mr. Nanny t-shirt with a pencil. <laughs> God damn it. It's just weird. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it's hard to feel yourself sexually with that kind of a childhood. He paints such a picture, yeah. Anyway, I'm sure someone likes it. <laughs> <laughs> There's someone out there for everybody. Oh my god! Yeah. So okay, yeah. I because I, I wonder that. Yeah, like this person's pretty damn attractive, but I guess we all have ways where we think we're we're ugly, and I always wonder that with the gingers, like if right. they they feel themselves or if they're like this is fucking weird or whatever the fuck. I don't know. I think you know, um, you know, my sister put it best, where she's like, the dysfunction is always greener, and she's the one that I always look to, being like, God, you're the sexiest girl alive, and you seem like you know how to exploit this and like you're so comfortable in your own skin and you just must feel awesome all the time and then every time we talk she's just like what the fuck are you talking about like she's like look i don't suck cock like nancy ray all right (laughs) i mean who does um but yeah i mean i think everyone has their shit with themselves and i think Mm -hmm. that you can find ways to like rise above it or say fuck it and be comfortable i'm sure there's some people that just look at their own face in the cell phone flip camera whatever and are just like oh, I'm so amazingly gorgeous are you, like, are I, you, you know, describing I'm... a Motorola razor <laughs> yeah. you know the rotary phone <laughs> yeah. taking a selfish photo and <laughs> such a grandma <laughs> the black um... lacquer on the wood of the phone yes yeah you know when someone's doing your etchings and <laughs> <laughs> your scrimshaw and whale bones yeah. <laughs> doing a shadow portrait of you i bet some people feel very sexy when that happens oh, um no but i think everyone deals with their own brand of insecurity so i know that you have sort of a ginger fetish but like i think <laughs> anyone who grew <laughs> up ginger is just like oh, i had freckles and my friends called me mud flap but it wasn't the sun all the time <laughs> can't go in the sun uh, yeah i, I know. know if i call it a fetish it's like like you hear Scorsese talk about just blondes, yeah. Like they're oh, like yeah. these otherworldly things. He's like, I didn't see a blonde woman until I was eighteen because he grew up in some like Sicilian shit pit and wherever the fuck, whatever borough Queens, I'm guessing. Right. And yeah. like to me, I grew up around blondes, so they don't mm-hmm. really do anything special right. for me. But I guess maybe the ginge is enough in that direction that something ancestrally wakes up where it's like, yes, this is very different and enjoyable. Hmm. Um, That's I don't interesting. Know. But yeah, no, I, I like gingers and I don't know. Well, you know what I've, what I've also found is that uh, for some reason, guys who like Asian women also like me. And I don't know if it's a ginger thing or a Jewish thing. It's your bound feet. <laughs> it's, it's my abrasive nature and browbeating <laughs> them into success. Yeah. It's just like, no, I don't know what it is. Because I'm definitely not like, I'm not like, you know, small or petite or effeminate or, you know, not like, you know, the stereotypes. <laughs> You're like, I piss at urinals, okay? It's, it's frustrating for Asian women, I imagine, too, to have all these white dudes be like looking at you like you're a sex doll you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's just like fuck i'm a person but um it's just funny how sometimes there's like 
crossovers between maybe it's just like you know anything that's venn diagram of jizz yeah yeah is that a venn diagram of jizz where it's like i haven't seen this a million this doesn't remind me of my mother and now i'm hard (laughs) now i'm soft so that's i think i think that's actually the crux of it i think we just hit it I, I think so, yeah. There's this weird balance of, like, something that does evoke the familiar and that which does not. I, I don't fucking know how people's junk works at the end of the day. Yeah, that's weird, too, because I also had a guy once look at me like, you know, he. I said I was going into a cleaning frenzy, and he was like, mm-hmm. that's what my mom said. And he gave me this look where it's like, don't fall in love with me. Yeah. I'm not your fucking mother. <laughs> So yeah, it's the it's the being attracted to and repulsed by anyone that reminds you of your parents. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so okay, so you were chilling and she was there and the diarrhea cat and Well, no, no, no. She made this offer. Oh. And then okay. I and of course I talked to my my Greek chorus of of friends. Like I pretty much have like, you know, three, four, five uh ladies that are uh, maybe more that I spill my shit to. Mm-hmm. And you, you are in this circle as well, but like, I, I try not to burden you as much because like you have actual kids in a life and you are busy with like a puppet thing. And I'm like, you know, until we like hang, hang out, like once we actually hang out come January, like you're, you're screwed. Then, and then... <laughs> You'll bother me a lot more because you'll yeah. realize that all my puppets are just made of garbage <laughs> wasting my life. <laughs> God, yes. At least you have physical goods. I just have pods on a hard drive. So we both squandered our shit. I was just trying to recycle. <laughs> so, like, I tell all my friends this, and they're like, oh, okay, well, shit, that, that sounds great. Good for you, man. And then the next day, she's like, hey, that Sunday, what are mm-hmm. you doing? Okay. And I'm like, this is where the wheels start to come off. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, is that the day you said you're moving? Is mm-hmm. the answer helping with this? And she's like, oh, my God, thank you so much. Oh, and- No. Yeah, well, yeah. This is turning into, like, the Keith Hernandez situation. (laughs) Back into the lap. Um, Yeah, and I, uh, you know, I tell my friends, and, like, I I just wasn't this dastardly about it. Mm. But, like, my friends, and, again, I don't really deal talking this stuff with guys because I just find you – the lady's so much more informative mm-hmm. and fun to talk to. Like if I'm talking to guys, it's just, I don't know, fucking not life shit, life shit typically. Right. And they were all like, Oh fuck. She's, she's going to bail on the hanging part. And was mm. just making sure you're there for the move. And I'm just like, no, no one would do that. Uh... <laughs> no one would do that. <laughs> and, uh, that is what happened. Like she's she's then like I was like, um, what what day were you thinking? And I kind of just didn't hear back. And then she eventually checks in and I was like, I don't think I'm gonna be hanging. Like I need to just recharge after Thanksgiving. And I'm like, mother effort, it's happening. Oh my god, it's happening. And my friends, all of them, are like, fucking bail. Fucking bail. You owe this person nothing. You have been manipulated at this point. And I'm just like, I can't. I can't. I gave my fucking word. You know what I like? I don't, I'm not going to bail on this shit. Mm -hmm. I'm going to show up and I have zero poker face. So she will possibly fear for her life. Oh no. Like, cause I am going to look like pile about five seconds before he shot drill sergeant Hartman. Oh really? But, (laughs) But like, I'm going to be there. 
It's like that. It's not like the emoji with the big doe eyes. Like it's about to cry. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I I show up and mm-hmm. you know the the communication's been strained for a bit at this point because I've got one friend who's you know a year or two older than her who's like you've been too available. You know, mm-hmm. don't text back as much, but. Then, again, that creates kind of a shitty feedback loop. And suddenly it's like, he hates me, so I'm not going to text him much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like if you're already at that place with a person, it's probably not going to work. Because it's like either they're playing games or the dynamic has changed and you don't know why. Yes. Like, I saw a post recently that uh, was really interesting where it was like, you know, if someone likes you, you'll know. And if they don't, you'll be confused. And I was like, oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, Um, fair enough fuck you know yeah thanks a lot anonymous Instagram. yeah where were you three weeks ago before i moved <laughs> where were you before i moved the my house? entire sophomore year of college and up until this point yes yeah i uh, i know right i i like to quote uh de niro in ronin who who once cryptically said where there is doubt there is no doubt mm. and uh, but to the same effect yes yes anyway okay so so then you helped her move i i show up and it's me and a a very very small person that i perform with a non-binary person that i perform with in our Mm -hmm. little group and i love them to death but they're like fucking 410 oh so she's like roped in a couple of improv friends okay yeah so no here's the other thing (laughs) five minutes after i agree to this individual thing Mm-hmm. Like the bat signal goes out to the group. Like, <laughs> hey, who wants to who wants to help me move? And I'm just like, motherfucker, this isn't even my own cross to be like, you're mm-hmm. oh my god. I'm like, you know, I, I wanted there to at least be something special in my slavery. Well, maybe you could think of this as yet another acting exercise to help you all build intimacy and yeah, fall I in love with each like other. I don't want to kill myself. Yeah, <laughs> you all want to kill yourselves together by lifting with your legs. Oh my god! Yeah, so I show up, and it's this very tiny friend of ours in the group, mm-hmm. and uh, my the 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 red-headed individual is like, two of my friends are upstairs. They are here to help, and I'm thinking mm-hmm. like, well. The humiliation will be complete when it's revealed these are, like, two other guys who probably have yeah. a thing for her. But These are my friends Lucky and Pierre. And yeah. they're... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But, yes. And, and I'll be standing in front of the two of them. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but... I, I'm like, at least it'll be a pair of strong backs to help. You know what I mean? Because, you always want a strong back. Yeah, because the, the person that I've got my thing for, she's she's fit looking, but very thin. Mm-hmm. And again, the, the non-binary individual is like sporty, but just tiny. Yeah. Tiny being, you know, mm-hmm. like can good... I don't know, like for a magic act, be fit into a trunk to accomplish something. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't figured out the rest of the trick, but I'm there so far. Right. Uh, but I get upstairs and it's just two more, uh, two more 26 year old women. And I'm just like, Oh no. Oh fuck. This is literally going to fall on my back. <laughs> like literally. And I mean, for the next several hours, Molly, it's and I'm not saying they couldn't lift anything like I'm not a goddamn bigot but it would be like 
you know, three of them on one end of a couch, me holding most of it, and you're just like, right. oh, God. And, I mean, to complete the humiliation at one point, you know, again, I was told, like, people were staying in to recharge their batteries. Mm-hmm. And then to complete the humiliation, I hear that she had been out late partying with some dude the night before. Oh, my God. <laughs> just like, where the fuck is he? Then? God damn it. Yeah, I mean... Uh, so I guess that was like moving cucking yeah yeah so um I am as my buddy Tony told me I'm not possessed of a poker face so just the entire time like if my eyes could have rolled back farther in their head I don't know how right like I am just like this is this is a worst case scenario like Mm -hmm. maybe my dick can get caught between the elevator doors I guess somehow that's (laughs) it and uh mercifully I guess we were, you know, she's in her 20s, so she thinks, like, an appropriate payback for moving is, like, beers and pizza. Because we all did that right. shit in our 20s, right? Beers and pizza. And by the time you hit 30, you're like, oh, no, this is a very demanding thing, and I'll pay skilled individuals hundreds of dollars to do it. Frankly, I, you know, well, I don't want to assume what anyone's financial position is, but I would rather cough up the dough and not have to deal with any social awkwardness with guys that I thought wanted to fuck me. I, yeah, I, I guess, like, even just to spare their own feelings too you know what i mean it's like i don't want to this is uncomfortable so why would i want to but maybe she's also one of those people who's just sort of like you know kind of going through life like she's like skipping on a pond or something i I don't know yeah i guess we all got our burdens i i'm not gonna assume anyone's life status or whatever the shit you know oh no i don't mean burdens i mean just like one of those people who's just sort of like la 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 yeah hello yeah, it could be. I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, she <laughs> certainly has talked about like ADD and depression and shit. So I'm like, I, I think we're simpatico, you know, like I too right. have the bad wiring. Right. Um, so by the end of this, she's like, look, if you don't want to hang out for the beer and pizza portion, like all that's left to shift around is like the light crap. We can handle that. Look, if you just want to like wrap this up and then I don't have to buy you anything. <laughs> yeah, I know, because I you're, totally you're a tubby fat boy. Right. And you're going to eat a deep dish all to yourself and possibly a pasta bowl as well. See, I think that's the least she could have done for making you. I mean, not for making you, but for subjecting you to. All that yeah, shit is, but, you know, okay, here's a pitcher, here's a deep dish, I will I will take your glares. Yes, <laughs> but I was more than happy to skip out. You know, like, okay. I was just, like, the begrudging wife who's like, yeah, I'm going to wash your underwear, but I'm not going to do it with a smile on my face, you know? Right. like No, you go. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I do this, and she thanks me a couple hours, you know, sends a text, and I reply, like, yep, no problem. Like, not exactly the warmest thing. Um... I can, the tenor of things really changed at this point. I can only assume her friends were like, who was that psychopath? Mm-hmm. And that I'm sure that's one way to view things, but I don't know, Molly. I just view it as like, if anyone shows up to help me move shit, mm-hmm. they can be as fucking pissy looking as they want. Like, they're still helping me. Like, they're there, you know? Right. Maybe yeah. that's the, the Papa Giorgio parenting <laughs> style. Like, hey, asshole. I know I wasn't fun to be around, but I was here. Right. You know, so that's kind of my take on things. But uh, I see her, we don't talk after that. And I see her the week after for a practice. Mm -hmm. And like, it could not be frostier. Oh, no. Like, could not, like, eye contact being avoided at all costs kind of shit. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, you know me. 
I mean, I'm in comedy in some, like, I'm too big a pussy to even do comedy seriously. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I'm that level of pussy. Right. Like, I have resorted to asking people out online and whatever the fuck else because I was never the type to, like, walk up to people and say my feelings, whatever the shit. Mm-hmm. But, like, within 20 minutes of this, I was like, I am going to have to come clean to someone about my fucking romantic feelings for them. And, you know, like, I was a, a fucking, I was a tubby kid who lost some weight, who then became tubby again for a long time and is recently <laughs> not as tubby. But, like, mm-hmm. trust me, there's not a lot of fucking confidence here. Right. And I'm like, fuck it. That's, that's how dire this situation is. Okay. And I, uh, she, we leave the practice, and she's like, bye. And I'm like, bye. And she texts mm-hmm. me, like, I'm guessing as soon as she gets in the door. And she's like, hey, are you okay? And I'm like, look, we need to talk. Like, we need to clear the fucking air. Mm-hmm. and she's like sure give me a call and I call and I'm like look uh let me just say this shit so we can get back to normal or whatever but like yeah. somewhere along the lines I developed feelings for you mm-hmm. and I'm like I didn't say crap because I'm older than you and we're in these classes together and frankly if shit got weird I would have really not forgiven myself right like you know you're paying money and you're stuck with us and like that's that's it you're in the cohort so i was like i didn't say a goddamn thing mm-hmm. and i was like at some point i kind of figured out you probably don't feel this way so i've tried to distance myself but this has backfired horribly right so that's just what's going on okay so what did she say she was like well you have a weird way of showing it i thought you fucking hated me oh and then really quickly goes for the kill shot and it's like oh, yeah no. i don't have those feelings for you uh... and i was like huh okay and uh, you know, so then I'm just, I felt so good about having said this that I didn't really, you know, you know girl, shit, I can think of another outcome I would have preferred, but whatever, fuck. Right. Yeah. You had, you were honest. Yeah. And we talked for a bit and I'm like, so are we like improv friends? Are we friend friends? Like, what the fuck? You know, like, right. should I text you? Like, do you want to do things outside of this crap? And she goes for the double dunk and is like, yeah, as long as you understand it's not a date. Right. And I was like, oh, okay. I, and, like, by this point, I was laughing. I was like, yeah, you made that part pretty fucking clear. And, like, we're chuckling right. with each other. Um, yeah. And I, we, we hadn't seen each other for, like, a week plus. And then I, I hosted everyone over at the sweet pad last night. And mm-hmm. I got to, uh, you know, by the end of things, like, I had baked cookies for people. Aww. I had, yeah, heated up uh, some pizza rolls, you know, oh. I was serving drinks. By the end of things, we were, like, laughing and hugging like old friends again. So, whatever the fuck. Yeah, so. Happy ending. Yeah, (laughs) that is the fucking adult version of a happy ending. Someone that you, you know, fucking had a month-long crush on. And, uh, you know, did move Lightly telling you they just want to be friends. (laughs) Yeah, and you being, like, friends again. (laughs) Yeah. Great. All right, back to the sad masturbating. Yeah. Uh. Sorry, I don't know why I did Bruce again for Friends again. Um. <laughs> so, no, I mean, that, that's that been my saga here. I And for you, I'm trying to think what you've been up to in the past month. Like, I know you mentioned puppets and the Oh, puppets. I, I, I don't think I can possibly top that. Um, I, oh, just the, yeah, the no, culmination the garbage, of four months. I've been on my knees in a basement with garbage puppets and... and uh, and you know, wiping a two-year-old's ass as <laughs> been as eventful. I was concerned for you though when you were posting improv photos and talking about how everyone 
was like, you know, sharing their life stories and opening up and you look so happy. And I was like, oh, no, we're going to lose them to the happy actory people. Oh, um, no, there will never be true happiness in me. Like, I've made my peace with that. Like, I, I was just kidding. I'm yeah, just I know, fucking I know. Around. But I think you and I are the same. Like, we're too <laughs> comfortable being miserable at the end of the day. Right. It's a it's a balance. No, I I'm, I, I was I was just fucking around. I thought mm-hmm. it was I think it's nice. And um, but it's it's so foreign to me. And that's why for a while I was thinking, like, maybe I'm not cut out for stand up because you know, I feel like to be a performer, you sort of have to have this like quality where it's like you want to get your face out there and you do kind of think you're, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. That is why I have done years of therapy at this point, because <laughs> like I get it. Pretty much every performer, the whole shtick of the last like 30 to 40 years has been like, I'm so fucked up. Get it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like internalized that too much as a kid. And it was like, I'm so fucked up. I don't believe I belong on stage and I'll never be brave enough to perform. And at a certain point, you're like, okay, we got to scale this back a couple notches or there just won't be performing in your life. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was just, I, I, I mean, I feel you've put yourself out there a bunch. Like you have all the the puppet efforts and you've done stand up forever. Sorry. Oh, what happened? I you started to go all blurpy because I got a fucking junk call, even though I'm on Do Not Disturb, which is rude. Of bitch. I know, right? Um, no, but I uh, I agree with you that for a while it was sort of like, oh, isn't it like you know if you want to be successful you have to be dysfunctional, and then everyone was like, I'm dysfunctional. Um, and yeah. now it's uh, it's more just about like. You know, if you're a good exhibitionist, and I feel like the the exhibitionist was neutered out of me systematically by people who like to utilize guilt in relationships. But I'm getting it back because I'm still addicted to humiliation on a level. I think so. So you I love have, bombing. I <laughs> have high hopes for the. No, actually, I did a show last night. I was going to ask. Yeah, I was nervous about it because I'm always nervous about. Whether or not I'll do well, I thought that COVID would give me this whole new outlook on performing and bombing. And and now I'm just nervous about like both of the things. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, I forgot how much I really just love hanging out with other comedians and shooting the shit and having an excuse to go out and get drunk somewhere. Oh, it's the best part. My family. So, yeah, I am. Yeah, I, I definitely think that like focusing on the socialization aspect is good. Yeah, it's all that kept me going for a long time at that first theater I was at, where there was almost no performing to be done. Mm-hmm. There was just, uh, I glommed on to this fat Dago, Joe Gagliardi, <laughs> and we would literally just go to this Chinese restaurant, uh, Chinatown Express, like around the corner, and just shovel egg rolls in our faces for hours on end. And nice. we talked about, like, what we wanted to have happen in comedy. I mm-hmm. I, I want to ask you, like, specifically, like, what... How long have you been in the stand-up game? Because I just, for whatever reason, I've never learned the complete details of like, how you got into it. And all that I, um, I was in a band in my 20s. Okay. Uh, it was like a shoegaze drum machine band. I um, Spelled G-A-Y-S. Yeah. <laughs> um, at any rate, I, um, I, I left the band. I was dating my guitarist who was like 29 years older than me. Um, nice, I, yeah, fucking and, a. And I nice for a while, 14. and then Go sort on. of like, wow, you're pretty possessive, um, yeah, and stalking I, I, me. Because how um, wait, how old were you at the time? 
I was 23 when we first started dating and he was 15. Yeah, that's a, okay, yeah. yeah that's... I have some real problems. Um, yeah, but, uh, God damn it. Wait a but... wait. You beat me. Go on. <laughs> I buried the lead. Um, so then after I was dating Jason and not in the band anymore, I um, I had written some jokes and I thought, okay, fuck it. This might be an interesting way to just get back up on stage again. And I've always loved stand up. And um, so I just thought I would give it a try. So I went to one of the, um, you know, they have the audition showcases at Broadway Comedy Club where they you know, you ask you to rope in a few friends and then if you do okay enough, they give you um, extra spots, you know, yes. they call it a residency. Um, and uh, they were hesitant to give it to me because I was so green and then they were like, okay, we're going to give you half. Um, and then I did those and that was just how I started dipping my toe in. And like, Wait, I, like I don't half even... the time or half the residency? Half the residency. Okay. So what <laughs> so, is that? You know, with? it's just sort of like a, you know, here you can have this, but not really. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it was good. So and I'm... how, how far along were you in your career that that happened? That was like when I just started, I did a few open mics mm-hmm. and then I did that. That's amazing. Like, I mean, that sounds incredibly ahead of curve. Am I wrong? Because, like, the scene here in D.C. Mm-hmm. is just, like, gross. Like, it's just, like, it's, like, all the shit open mics you can handle. Right. And then, like, I guess a tier above that, you know, where the it's a scheduled set of comedians. But I hesitate to say they're all that much better than the open micers. Right. And, like, your, your, your top goal in life is to, like, maybe feature before Attell comes to town. Right. Like, yeah. there's, you know, there's no real scene here. I don't know. What the fuck that's pretty much how, I mean, like, that's kind of how it is here, too, though, where it's like, you know, it's all kind of shit. Like, yes. the clubs are, you know, whatever. And um, it's all, you know, amateur comics. I mean, even the amateur comics are good, though. I mean, um, it's just, it's it's very pyramid schemey. I told mm-hmm. you. And, and I still feel like that's true. It's mainly because the overheads in New York are so high. So everyone's sort of exploiting each other a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing like a lot of bringer stuff then. Yeah, totally. Lots of bringer stuff. But I mean, then after a while you hang out and people see you enough and and they don't make you do bringers anymore. They just ask you if you're around. So that's nice. Um, And I don't, you know, I know I don't perform as much as everyone else, which is why I'm always like, should I really be doing this or am I just wasting everyone's time? But like, I don't reach out to people for spots. I only do shows when people hit me up randomly and are like, hey, what are you doing? That is exactly like my buddy, the tub of shit, Dago Joe Gagliar. Yeah. (laughs) He does not do mics at all. Uh Uh-huh. And he's just like, if someone wants to invite me somewhere and pay, I'll do it. And he's like, high energy. And he's got some good bits. I didn't say I get paid. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. That's that's not New York. New York, you're lucky to fucking get in there. You get like a drink ticket at least or no, not even? No, I mean, no, sometimes, sometimes. At least some free booze. At least some, you know, they don't punch you in the face. Um, I'll take that. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I want to hear more about your fat day girlfriend. I almost feel like he's a good person to wrap it up on. Oh, I, I, Joe Gagliardi. I, I will never stop clowning on this man. He's, he's one of the dearest friends I've made through all of this stuff. Ironically, we don't perform that much together, Mm. but I talk to that guy all the time because he is maybe the only other person in DC comedy 
who is as like kind of like adrift as me, if you will, in a sense, because everyone right. else in the city like has a really decent job. I right. feel like it's just not a place where there's an ounce of broke ass property. Whereas in New York, I feel like as expensive as it is, they're still like, yes, this apartment is divided six ways. You know, yes, <laughs> that doesn't exist here. It's just like, how are you paying for your share of the three thousand dollar, you know, two bedroom? Yeah, it feels like New York for the cost of living, there's still an enormous amount of destitution. Yes. Where it's like everyone's just reduced to like, how do we survive? Yeah, exactly. We don't really have the pores here somehow. Like we have the cost of living, but we do not have the pores. Like I guess they just get catapulted into Baltimore or something. Maybe. That sounds about right. I've been to Baltimore. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. They they have pores. Yeah. Um, No, Um, I, I guess that's... We can wrap up on that because I realize like you have kids and a responsibility and floppy socialist tits to get back to. And... <laughs> I mean, I could sit here and talk about lovelorn stuff and climate change and fat day girlfriends. I don't know why I'm obsessed with saying that. Maybe because it's been so long since I've heard anyone say it and it's such an awful thing to say, but also I just heard it on F is for Family. Like, it's just one of those ridiculous... Okay, I'm going to wrap us up on a story involving, like, a racial slur just to, like, diffuse the tension. You've come Um, to the right place. My family is Jewish, and uh, my uncle, like, he's, he's like, a big... It's like Joey Ramone was fat and angry. That's my uncle. And... So a looker. A real looker. Yeah, he's insane he thinks that like no one under six feet tall should be president like he's uh he got mad at a family friend because they insulted denny's and that resulted in him texting him the whole next day being like you big sack of shit you are not even as excellent as i am i agree Uh, with him two for two so far but yeah where do you get off insulting denny's um so he comes to new york we're all walking around the lego store in times square and this little jewish boy with like the the payas um, cuts him off in front of one of the lego bins and my uncle's just like look at this little fucking guy (laughs) and then i was like you know And then my mom's like, where do you want to go? And he's like, somewhere where there's not so many fucking kites. It's like, you realize we're Jewish and also you're in like the worst town for not being surrounded by kites. (laughs) I wasn't kidding when I said I would do. I would love this. (laughs) how old is the kid (laughs) the kid was like eight (laughs) like i don't think he heard him otherwise it would have been really devastating it would have been like (laughs) one of those yellow star moments god damn oh my god oh i'm not stopping laughing because i want to stop i just like at a certain point like i feel i can't laugh at that anymore i'll never work in show business <laughs> i know right we're both gonna get canceled now if anyone oh, jesus god almighty that was good <laughs> thank oh, you wow. oh uh molly thank yes. you so much and thank you so much i would you like to do this more regularly oh sure this has been lovely Look, I've been wanting to ask you this throughout improv class, but I'm older <laughs> than you. And cool. Okay. That's what it feels like when you ask something and the answer you want to hear happens. Okay. Look, you can tell me anything you want as long as you help me move. Yeah. 
And I will do so with a scowl across my face that probably makes your friends hate me the instant I leave the room. Perfect. Uh, You'll be like every other guy I've introduced them to. God. Uh, What are your socials so people can find you? Molly. Oh, yeah. I'm on Twitter at Molly Schmolly. And I'm on Instagram as just Molly Heckerling. Okay. Uh, I will be tweeting all this stuff and posting it on Instagram and posting on Facebook. Uh, I'm at Papa's Basement. I'm John Papa Giorgio. And uh, hopefully, yeah, give Molly a follow. She's great. Like, you are, like I said, you're one of, like, four accounts at this point. I haven't muted. Aw, that means a lot to me. I just, most people tweet too goddamn much. I can't (sighs) help it. They do. It's like walking into a pet shop full of minor birds. Yes. And it's just, yeah, the same shit over and over and I can't take it. And so it's you and a couple other friend friends and that's it. Yeah. It's my Twitter feed. So I somehow think America's really into trash puppets. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Let's hoping since we're all slowly becoming trash puppets anyway. So fuck it. Uh, Cool. All right. I guess we will find a time next week for the next one. Yeah. Cool. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. (laughs) All right.